I've lost audio. I think something bad happened when you did that. What? What? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you crazy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special last-minute live episode of Next Gen Newsweek. The only thing we needed to get back on track with live episodes is for Steven to return. Steven, yay, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Came back. That, that, was, our, that was our holdup. I thought it had something to do with Mitch. Oh, it totally it totally did, but er, this, everything just kind of realigned itself where we could do this live. Uh, so at least for this week, we'll see about next week. Anyway, as it's already been said, my name is Mitch. Joining me from in this nice Hollywood squares, we'll go uh, in this particular order. So we'll start with Steven in your top left. Yo. Richard in your top right. Hello. And Michael in your bottom right. Or, or just in your bottom altogether. Oh, I'm in your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> altogether. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, we were talking about how there was like not really a lot to talk about, and then all of a sudden today, everything kind of just exploded. But now there's Boom, plenty of news. stuff to talk about. Yes, and but we're gonna start with something that didn't just break uh, yesterday. This is something you've known um, since you were born. <laughs> Um, that there are titties on the internet. Nice. Yes. No, I was going to say, I mean, that is true, but also other true facts. Uh, the grass is green. Uh, we all know that one. The sky is blue. And, so Activ- and Activision's releasing a new Call of Duty this year. It's just all things that we knew were going to happen and everything we already knew. We all um, knew this. Yeah. So congratulations to everyone who placed bets that there was going to be a new COD this year because you were right. And... Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be Modern Warfare 2. So if you like remakes of old Call of Duty games, you have something to look forward to. I don't know if they're going to recreate the airport scene, though. I, I think I think it's a little not safe anymore <laughs> to be. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The airport scene from Modern Warfare 2? Don't. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. The uh, mass. Yeah, the mass. <laughs> yeah, the... yeah. Whew. That was a lot, especially being a teenager. You just like you turn your game on and you're just playing as the bad guys, and then there are people trying to get on flights, and all of a sudden they're all dead. <laughs> mm. it's, just, it's like, oh my god. So anyway, yeah, you have a new Call of Duty. Hopefully, it won't have mass killings in it. Even though that's what the whole game is, as far as multiplayer. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we got some new release dates for you this week. So we'll start off with uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time, and. Uh, there's a lot of jokes there, but it is coming out on uh, March 12th for the Xbox, the Switch, and the PS5, and it is coming to PC sometime in 2021. And it's getting a free upgrade through Smart Delivery and whatever PS5 calls it, except in Japan, where you have mm-hmm. to you have to buy it again. So, um, Richard, how do you feel? Well, if you were someone living in Japan, would you buy Crash Bandicoot again to play on PS5? Uh, um, no, probably not. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how you feel about Crash Bandicoot. Me personally, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. But, I mean, uh, there might be some diehard Crash Bandicoot guy out there or girl. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of factors. Me personally, no. But if you had the disposable income to throw away and you were just like, yeah, I need it for this. I just, I don't know, the... The games that I've seen that are are PS4 games, I mean, that there's really not that much of a noticeable upscale on PS5 unless they they're special for PS5 or whatever. So probably not. Well, the big or wait, hold on. Are you saying that they can't play it at all on PS5? No, no, Even no. The it's PS4 just, if version? they if they buy the PS4 version, yeah, they have to upgrade it to the PS5 version. Oh, ah, like they have to pay to upgrade it. Yeah, like buy the not just like a fee. This is like they have to buy a whole new retail price. Yeah. Oh no, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. That that's that's that bites. That's kind of I don't like that. I fear. I mean, I feel like they should get it at a discount. Well, so if they've already purchased it for PS4. You know, something that kind of is so weird to me is so the part of it that makes sense is that so the Xbox and, P- and PlayStation versions, they're going to be 60 bucks. The Switch version is $40. I mean, that makes sense. It's getting dumbed down graphics, lower frame rates and everything. But the PC version is also $40. Mm-hmm. 
So, and that's where you can get the, the best way to play the game pretty much. Like you, if you have the equipment to run it, like you could play it in 120 frames. Like they, they usually unlock the frame rate on that stuff and you can max out the resolution and all that other stuff. So it's just like, I, why not charge $60 for the, um, PC version? It's weird. Um, also we've got, uh, this was just announced today. Ratchet and Clank rift apart. The new PS five PlayStation's next big major exclusive out June 11th. Richard, is that a day one for you? Uh, it depends on what's going on in June. Uh, it could possibly be. I love Ratchet and Clank. I just, um, I don't know. It probably is. I keep thinking that some like surprise drop is going to happen, but they're not going to be like Bloodlines Two comes out next week. So um, <laughs> more than likely, yeah. it'll be a day one because yeah, you never know. I mean, yeah, there's always hope. Um, I mean, more than likely it will because I don't I don't foresee anything else uh, coming along. So. Well, but Resident, I can hope. Resident Evil comes out at the end of May, so you're right. No, that's <laughs> May seventh. That's not the end. Oh, that's the beginning of oh, May. Oof. Let me see. So Trust May seventh, June eleventh. It may still be. I don't know. We'll see how long it takes to get through RE eight. Well, how would you feel about it if it was seventy dollars? Is it? Yeah. Eighty if you I want can, the, the I, deluxe edition. I can wait. <laughs> I can definitely wait. Steven, is this something that you and uh, your lady friend may pick up if you have a PS5 by then? Um, She would probably definitely pick it up. Um, me, not so much, only because, and pardon my French, I'm going to oh. get crucified for this. Oh, oh no, watch out. He's going to cuss. I've never played Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I ain't bad. I've never played one either. <laughs> Like, I've never seen gameplay on it. Like, like I've seen trailers, bits, commercials, things like that. That's all I've seen on that. It's a really solid platformer with a lot of big guns. Hmm. A lot of guns. I like you big like your guns, guns big. Yeah. No, Upgradable I'm not. Upgradable big guns. Yeah. Well, the, the, the uh, pre-order bonus or something like that is like this costume from, I guess it's the first Ratchet and Clank. It kind of makes it to me. I just very quickly glanced at it. it kind of has like this RoboCop look to it. If you know what I'm talking about, maybe like like yeah. a commando suit or something. I, I, I again never played Ratchet and Clank, so maybe maybe getting the- you. Know, you know what's really odd is, and I mean I know it's different companies, but Ratchet and Clank, they're like climb to fame was almost right alongside with the whole Jack and Daxter phase, which was another mm-hmm. solid platformer. Uh, for Sony, and they they kind of bundled all those together. Like you can get the collection now for PS4 and PS5, where you can play all the old titles. I'm surprised they never did that for Ratchet and Clank. Hmm. They didn't just bundle the three. They did it for like the. I want to say they did it for the PS3, but then I don't know. They just didn't carry it on. But I mean, they didn't do that for God of War either, and I I think that's a, uh, that's missed, a swing opportunity. And a miss too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that they did some kind of PlayStation Classics thing for God of War on PS4. Well, you can... All right, so you can you could play these games if you're a PS... Uh, what is that called? PlayStation Now. Yeah, PlayStation Now subscriber. Because you can play PS3 titles, I believe, for the most part. Most of the PS3 titles. I just... I don't know. I, I wish... I wish Sony would, like, bundle their services and get on the ball and not have... You know, I mean, I just I feel like PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus Plus should be together at this point, and it be more of a a thing instead of two separate things. That's kind of like what Microsoft did with Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold, and everybody. You're right, right, yeah. Seem to latch on. I mean, they still give away games on Gold every month, and I mean, like this month was Gears Five, and that I mean that's on Game Pass, but like. If you don't have Game Pass, you still can get Gears 5 for free as long as you have a Xbox Live membership, which is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I love stories like this, this next one, because it just takes me back to the 2006 through 2008 era where every time that Nintendo did something, Sony copied it right afterwards. 
Richard, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? I have have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I know you hate Sony, but... I don't hate Sony. (laughs) I don't. I I mean, comparing Sony Sony to Nintendo is is hate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, remember the PlayStation Move. That's all I'm asking. Just remember the PlayStation Move. Remember the Vita. (laughs) Remember the PSP. (laughs) Anyway, Sony continuing into this new generation with copying Nintendo has been sued for... Are you good? <laughs> so these things right here? Yeah. yeah this is what you're talking about? <laughs> yep. Right um, they have been sued for having um, stick drift on their uh, DualSense controller. So since we're doing show and tell, this little bad boy right here, it's got a little stick drift on it. Some people are having it. By the way. Negative. By Negative. the way. If you put if you put this on PC, you can customize the lights. So I have a purple DualSense. So nice. Oh, nice. For my game, we'll I'll talk about when we talk about what games we're playing this week because it makes sense. I have two of those, and I have zero stick drift on both. Well, that's great, Richard. I have four Joy-Con, and they all have stick drift. <laughs> that's Nintendo. That's Nintendo. That doesn't surprise hey, me. Hey, hey. The only thing. Go ahead. I was about to say the only thing I had with my PS5 was that sticky button. That you know, it a lot of people apparently suffered from the sticky button thing. Well, if everybody quit having alone time with their dual senses, right? No, first got man, their PS5, just, it, was, it wouldn't be an issue. I, mean, um, I was gonna say, I don't have those controllers, and I, my stick still drifts a little to the left. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Michael, do you think that this stick drift thing could possibly turn out to be as significant as Joy Con drift? And is it like. Do you hope that in the the end this all goes away for everyone, or you think it's going to be as much of a mess as it is with Nintendo as it's going to be for Sony? It's hard to say. Uh, for one, I haven't seen a teardown video. It's not like the Joy-Con one, um, where it's uh, really simplistic in nature, uh, using like a resistive touchpad basically on the inside to kind of sense where the joystick position is. Mm-hmm. So I think heavily. It's on the software side, but then as you, the more you use the Joy-Con, or if it gets dirty, uh, the resistive padding wears away. So it's a little on the hardware side too. Um, that being said, I think the the PS4 is using a more, uh, um, like a standard joystick, uh, just like basically like the gyroscope. Well, not a gyroscope, but it's a more like a, like some sort of gym ball on the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it, it's probably more on the software side than anything, but I, I could be wrong. Well, I wonder. If, I mean, if it's not already in the PS5, Richard may know the answer to that. Um, it, can you update the controller? Like, can you plug it in and update it like you could on the PS4? Uh, yeah, it's actually been updated about three times since I've had mine. Okay. I've so. noticed when I powered it up, it's uh, it'll say that uh, you're there's been an update to the dual sense. You know, please connect your controller to the system while it. So yeah, that's uh, yeah three times. It's happened three times so far. Well, yeah, to completely disassemble a PS5 remote, you have to have a soldering gun. You li- you have to desolder connections to break yeah, it no. all to break it all the way down. Yeah. Wow, that's to prevent people from customizing them a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if you. If you're I mean, good with a soldering it. gun and, you know, you're comfortable in it, I mean, it's not, I think it's something like four connections you have to separate before you can take bad. it all apart. But if you don't know what you're doing, do not take apart <laughs> your controller. <laughs> this is a little tight. <laughs> God, we, I had a guy I used to work with uh, back when the Switch came out. He was on to trying to get the shells customized on it, and he said he yanked really hard on the the back of it or something, just rip, snap one of them ribbon cables in half. It's just like, oh, that's 40 bucks. <laughs> Snapping a <laughs> ribbon cable, I felt terrible. I was like, oh, you poor soul. You poor soul. Um, all right, so one of our, our big topics is tonight is um, about E3, everyone's uh, favorite giant press conference showcase that's happened every year since, I believe, 1996. And they didn't have one last year, and uh, so everyone kind of just did their own thing, and it was like the worst year that they could have done that because 
there was no order to it. And instead of having like this three day event where we were going to get the blowout on the series X and the PS five, it was like, Oh, series X reveals in March or technically the game awards. You're not going to hear anything about it till March. And you're not going to hear anything about the PS five until July. By the way, this comes out in November. Have fun. Hope you can find one. Well, um, this year, the ES, the ESA, which is the parent company of the E3 showcase, I believe, uh, they have promised that the show is coming back for June 15th through the 17th, and it's going to be all online. There's going to be a pre-show for it, and they're trying right now to just get people to sign up for coming back to the show instead of just doing like what happened last year. Um, so Richard, I want to start with you. Do you th- like that they put all their shows together in a week or would, do you like it better when everything's like spaced out where like every month we get like a new showcase or something from some company? I don't know. I, I think with, with what they're talking about now with how they're wanting to push more demos through storefronts so that a lot of just average people can get their hands on it. I mean, that, that could be a good thing. I'm not sure. Um, even though you have everything concentrated in a week, you still have like those little snippets and droplets, you know, sprinkled along the way of stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, I think they hold back just to have that sort of wow moment, you know, in middle of October or whatever. So I, I don't think, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's, it's that big of a deal that they're going to push everything in a week. I'm more, I'm more interested in how they're going to make it more interactive with just your average Joe that doesn't actually get to attend the show. Mm-hmm. I want to see how just how many demos we're talking about, you know, how many companies are going to to be willing to put, you know, demos out on storefronts. I mean, that's that's my not a really a concern, but that's my big interest with this new E3 is is how they're going to supply that interactivity to people. But now I think, you know, putting it all in one week, it's it's going to feel normal again, I think. I think that's a positive in a lot of things, just normality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, the fact that there's going to be some normality to it is going to attract people. And then hopefully they'll supply enough demos that'll just it'll make it awesome. That's well, my hope. Two things with that. So, like, even if they did the tobacco, you're talking about sprinkling events or sprinkling showcases throughout the year. I mean, we get E3 in July, we get PAX in August, we get Tokyo Game Show in September. And I believe there's another one in October. And granted, most of the games that come out are like, they they show off the same games. They may show new footage and stuff like that. But they're pretty much showing off new stuff every month for the, or every couple of months for a little while. And typically that ends up getting rounded off by a Nintendo Direct, but we haven't had one of those since 2019, so I don't know when they're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding out that yeah, we're going to no. get a real a real Nintendo Direct before E3 this year. Um, anyway, though, um, as far as the demos go, and I don't know if you guys agree with me on this or not, but like, um, I, I'm all for them doing demos, but they need to make specific demos and not just take the source game and then lock part of it off because that's like why Nintendo doesn't do a lot of demos is because people get in there and data mine them and they ruin the whole game, but like the way that they do their demos um in years past they've they've put out um demos for like pokemon games and stuff like that and people have gone in there and been able to find code for the entire pokedex and just leak it out online before the game comes out and i don't what's what's a good example uh let's say ratchet and clank say i mean it comes out the week of e3 but say that a week or two before they go, Hey, here's a demo and something happens where they get in there and data mine it. And next thing you know, someone finds out what, what that female ratchet character is about or how they find out story details and stuff. And they just throw it on the internet. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you're, you've gotten all this way and your game just got leaked last minute because over a demo. Oh, uh, I mean, I already know her name. What's her name? It's on fleek. Cause he's ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> what, if her, what if her name is Fleek? Yeah. What if her name's Fleek? Oh my god. Calling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh well, 
I think uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm not alone in saying this, um, but we but Black Myth Wukong is like probably one of the most like it's starting to become one of the most highly anticipated games, and I've only ever seen like 15 minutes of it total, and all of a sudden it's like blown up, and it's like I said, it's becoming like one of my most hyped up games, and I know all of you, I think at least all of you watched the new uh, trailer they showed off, even though that it was not story related footage it was a good like gameplay showcase of this game we did see it last year and they said they were going to go quiet for forever while they're working on it and then they brought it back for this year of the ox thing but um steven what did you think about that uh new trailer for black myth wukong didn't watch it steven you had one job were you were you working with us whenever the last trailer came out yes 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 can you kind of do you remember what you said about can you kind of just refresh everyone about like your opinions on it? Yeah, I mean, I I like the fact that it just seemed it seemed fresh for for what it was. It seemed like there was a lot of old concepts, uh, open maps. Um, kind of seemed like it was recycled uh, combo attacks and animations and things like that. But just the fact of where it's sitting as far as a timeline base, um, we're talking with uh, ancient. Chinese, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so you don't, you rarely see that in a game. I mean, there are games out there that have um, that type of style to it, but it's just it's fresh. The graphics were crisp, and um, and I don't know if they actually did something on the Wukong King um, before. I'm not really sure. I don't think they did. So that just everything from the storyline. Um, to the graphics, everything just looked amazing to me, and I just can't wait to get into it. More so for the story, because I've fallen in, fallen in love with uh, storylines on games nowadays in the past few years. Uh, Cyberpunk storyline is good. Um, Wukong is going to be pretty good. Um, I can't wait to get Medium to see how that storyline goes. Um, yeah, so I've just been intrigued, in it, and it, it hasn't let me down so far, so hopefully... Uh, the gameplay is going to be pretty good on it. Cool, Richard. What did you think about the new trailer? I thought it looked awesome, but there's a lot of assets there for that to not that that stuff's got to be in the game yeah. somewhere. Yeah, because that's that's a lot of work and effort <laughs> just to feel like yeah, look, look at this. Um, but yeah, man, I'm hyped. I um, yeah, I said before we started, I kind of got a, a Dark Souls vibe, especially from that boss fight. It it was reminiscent to um. Oh man, what was I playing? Was it Sekiro? Uh, I was playing through Sekiro recently, and there's a there's a large ape that you have to fight, and the boss battle in that new Wukong trailer. Um, not Wukong. Was it called Black Myth? Black Myth. Black Myth Wukong. 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 Yeah, Wukong. Okay, yeah. Um, it it kind of was really reminiscent, and you know, it's um that whole story, Stephen. I don't know if you know this. Um, that's all based on the a book called journey to the West, which is a really, really old book. It's like, I've watched the movie 14, 1500s. I think is when it was written. So a huge amount of like, you know, Chinese mythology in there. And that stuff's really interesting to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to how they kind of retell that story in this game. Yeah. Michael, any, any further thoughts on the trailer? Uh, Richard's right. I mean, there's a lot of elements in that in this trailer that I mean, they straight up have to be in the game. Uh, yeah. I think before uh, when the show started, we were talking about a lot, or at least I had said that it this doesn't like strict gameplay footage. These look like in studio renderings, but all the same, it's it's going to be a phenomenal game if they're sticking to all of the elements as far as gameplay goes. Um. Richard said it first. I mean, they're they're borrowing from Sekiro. There's uh, a lot of elements from other different games too, and I think I mean that's where to me that's where Chinese um, studios excel at, and that's both the pro and con of Chinese development is that they're borrowing from so many other games, but this doesn't feel like it's lost. Nothing's lost in the shuffle. I mean, you kind of have. Um, you know, like, you know, deflection status, you have, like, these, uh, I mean, I was really impressed with the lightning generation from the enemies, 
Um, and I think this was kind of showed before in the first trailer where he's borrowing the powers of other enemies that he's mm-hmm. defeated before. And and just we're seeing other different enemy types and and uh, enemy personalities in this too. I think it's all coming together phenomenally. So, Michael, do you think that um, Black Myth Wukong is going to ship on a disc that's like 32 in one games? And then, like, you just have to find it in a list of, like, code, of code names on there. So it'll say, like, I don't know, like, halfway down, it just says monkey. <laughs> and then you click on it. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> that's, like, my, oh, that's my favorite thing about, like, Chinese right bootleg after, games. Right uh, after Super Bernie 2021 and uh, 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 My Little Pony uh, Friendship Adventure... Yes. Yeah, it's like for the Bernie game, it just says, the code word is just mittens. And then on the My mittens, Little Pony one, yes. it just says dog. Oh, <laughs> oh, that made me think of something. Let me punch this up because I, I think I'm right, or I think I remember this right. And it's going to be funny. Okay, it, it is. I'm glad uh, you, we said that this game was based on that novel Journey to the West. The, uh, the English translation by Arthur Whaley is titled Monkey. Yes. Really? Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I love this even more. <laughs> like, I, I'm not the, the person to crack open a book or anything, really, but I mean, <laughs> I feel like I need to go read that book. Mm-hmm. That is but beautiful. It is called Monkey, A Folk Tale of China. Wow. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I gotta look that up and see how much that is on Amazon. Oh, dude, you could probably find a PDF of it on the internet somewhere. I wouldn't pay money for a book from the if you, any book from like the 1400s is now a textbook or a history book. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, Gutenberg.org or something like that. You can get all those for free. Anything that doesn't have uh, well has fallen out of uh, publisher rights. Um, if you're talking about the actual like, journey to the West, though, that that's going to be in Chinese. Well, sure. Mm. Google Translate every page. Any translations will also be. <laughs> now you said what was the uh, American title? Uh, Monkey, a folk tale of China. Monkey without the Y at the end of it. This monkey. <laughs> Monk. <laughs> well, while Stephen is looking for his uh, fresh new reading, let's jump over to um, Michael's. We'll say one of Michael's favorite games, not his all-time favorite game. It's probably still Genshin. Um, But Anthem, which is something Michael has been trying to get everybody to play for forever, um, is pretty much on the cutting room floor. Is that that what that word is? That thing is the cutting room floor? How do you say that? Um, I was going to say the cutting floor room, and I guess that sound right. Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, a bunch of uh, corporate people over at EA are about to uh, decide the final fate for Anthem on whether they will continue development on rebooting Anthem or if they're going to finally scrap it for good. And Michael, how does this news make you feel? Um, I kind of hate to agree with the reviewer um, that uh, I guess I had originally posted the news, but um, I mean, I feel kind of the same. Um, it is, it is such a fun game to play. I mean, it's literally Iron Man fighting aliens. It can't get much better than that. Um, and you get to play with some of his suits. You know, you get to play with, like, if Iron Man was, like, building suits to fuck around with aliens. That, that mm-hmm. That's the game. Uh, and the controls are so good, they just stopped making content. And, um, honestly, I think... Part of the problem with it now is the same as it always was, is the, is that it just, the development team had no direction. They weren't sure if they should release it as a free update or a paid update or save it for a new game or put it in this game, you know, and all this back and forth. Plus, you know, the original hate from the sheer lack of content and loot drops and all that stuff. Like, it had a lot of problems, but it was such, such I mean, just the core gameplay itself was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As shitty as the way they handled it the first time, I I think if they do decide to continue with it, they do something uh, like Destiny 2. Yep. Uh, totally, you know, scrap whatever happened in the first game. Just ignore it. Just be like, 
We fucked up. We know. Here's the next game. Yeah. It's like, it's, you see your point, like, do you, do you go the Destiny 2 route with it, or do you do the Battlefront 2 version of it where you just completely just fix the entire game and take out all of your motion, not your, wow, not your motion controls, your microtransactions. So, yeah. Um, Steven, have you gotten a chance to play Anthem in any capacity? Not yet, nope. Well, you better jump on it or you won't get a chance to. <laughs> this is, is it on... I'll it is check on, and see if it's on game. It is well, on I game think, pass. Yeah. I think I have pass. I think I've downloaded it actually. It's I remember fun, the it's conversation. It's a fun game. It really is. Um especially now that it's had all the updates it had since the beginning, but like it's people just don't like the lack of content and EA never delivered. BioWare never delivered, which yeah. uh BioWare has some other news. Uh they got a uh, uh what is it? Mass Effect Legendary Collection coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. re- you know, uh, revamping the whole thing. Uh, really great, fantastic visual updates to the whole series. Uh, and like they have like a Legendary Edition kit that comes with the helmet from the game. One of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks really good. That's also coming out in May. That's another. If Richard, that's on your list of games to get. You have another. Mm-hmm. May title? No, no, I'm gonna. I'm so amped for Resident Evil. Looks <laughs> so badass. I remember when they first announced Anthem, though. I I thought that that game was just gonna be so much fun. Like they were, it was coming out, I believe, the same day as the Xbox One X, and I was like, that's the game to get. Like that game, can, right? Like yeah. takes so much advantage. It's gonna look so good on the One X, and then the reviews started coming out for it and they're like, there's no content. There's a lot of microtransactions. And I went, Oh God. And then I just never played it. <laughs> the microtransactions aren't even that bad. You can earn the stuff in game. Well, or at least now you can, I don't know if that's how it was originally, but yeah, I mean, I, they hyped it up so good. I bought it twice. And then you tried to buy it for everyone. Like you did no man's sky the year before. <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> when we get done tonight, I need Michael to tell everyone the story about him buying No Man's Sky for everyone. It was so funny. Um, Richard, did you ever play Anthem? No, no, it no. I think Michael sold it really well Would when he first like started to? talking about it, and then no, um, because <laughs> the moment that because like all right, so he listening listening to you speak about it, I got I was like, oh man, that does sound awesome. But then I know that like when I press X to start and I'm not the Iron Man, I would just be pissed and I'd turn it off. I mean, you can color yourself like Iron no, Man. No, no, no. I want to be Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the they're like some weird mix between Iron Man and like um the like what are they what are the people in Destiny called? They're called hunters. Is that what they're called? Gatherers, gatherers, whatever. <laughs> they look like some kind of like weird like... gatherers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't pay. Attention. So they got four different classes. You got like it's basically like a a mage class, but like most of your combat is floating. Uh, mo- all the three other classes you can fight in the sky, but it's just really like like you just have the ability to. Wait a minute. Uh, the mage class. Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. Chase. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Chase. And so, like your your attack and your defense gets like heavily boosted as a as a like the mage class whenever you're fl- whenever you're floating or flying. Wait. Uh, and then they have like a Hulkbuster version, and then they have you know your regular like standard one that you start with, of course, and then they have like a super speed one, which I haven't played with yet. I thought you were saying there were four classes in Destiny now, like Warlock, and then the other. There's three other. Actually, ones. I think there are. And I don't know what the fourth I one is. So I'm going to have to play Destiny to see what that fourth class is. Oh, I always main Warlock when I played Destiny back in my my FPS prime, but now I just don't play a lot. I, mean, of I still like I still like Destiny's Captain America class. That's that's really great. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. That's awesome. All right, and. Our final bit of news for this week. I love I love using this title because it, it's so funny. Uh, CD Projekt Red uh, got cyberpunked. I love it. 
Steven's eye roll means that it's worth it was worth it. Um, so, so uh, CD, CDPR suffered a massive cyber attack the other day, which is only fitting for a company that makes a video game that's all about cyber attacks. So it's it's very fitting. Um, but whoever did perform this cyber attack uh, was able to steal the source code for The Witcher Three and Damn. Cyberpunk and Gwent. So Damn. then on top of this, they held up a one. I think it was a one million dollar ransom for CDPR, and they said we're not giving in. We don't even know if you actually have it or not, but we're not giving you a million dollars. So whoever stole it, sold it on the dark web. That auction ended last night uh, or this morning, whatever time of day it was. The bidding started at a million dollars to get into the bidding on it. And if someone wanted to raise the bid, they had to raise it in $500,000 increments. And it sold for $7 million. Damn. So, so you, you you think that'd be easy to track? Yeah, if they're no, gonna auction dark it. web, dark web, no, you would think so, but no. It's like what five Bitcoin? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> My whole thing with that is that, like, what can you do with the source code for a game? Like, do you just? Can you just redistribute copies and make profit yeah. off of them? I mean, that that would intentionally be the thing is like you sell it to other shady game companies, which would usually be in China. That okay, that is fair. So we'll get, we'll get a Black Myth Wukong twenty seventy seven at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I, I don't know. Like I was just thinking, like would and. I, I mean, that's a great point, but like I, before, I wasn't even thinking about like a Chinese developer, but like, say for instance, would, so say that, sold, that sells for $7 million, would somebody at like, I don't know, just an example, just like at Rockstar, be like, hey, we like parts of what they did with their game that we'd like to implement into GTA 6, let's buy that, like, is that something that, you, that people would do? <laughs> I mean... That's that seems like that's the hope of all of this. Yeah, I mean, to... most of the stuff. I mean, most of the stuff with like video game development, like there's multiple systems involved. So stealing the source code isn't the same as like buying all of the structure to make that in your game. Mm-hmm. So. That, didn't, that didn't sound like something Rockstar would do, though. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's a solid company, man. They've, you know, you played the very first Grand Theft Auto. I mean, they've they've earned their stripes. Well, uh, they, this... they work for what they now. I mean, like Microsoft would probably do something like that because they're all the time buying their way to right. success. Who's but Microsoft, Steven. This wasn't in the notes, but uh, just real quick. Uh, in the past year, Grand Theft Auto Five has sold more copies in any other year that it was out, except for in 2013, uh, the year it came out. Um, it sold, I, I want to say it was 14 million copies in the past year. And the only month, the only time where it did more than that was it in September of 2013 when it came out. So from, and from September, 2013 through December, 2013, it sold 38 million copies. Dang. And so now this has been the first time that they've made they sold more copies since or uh, most copies since launch. So just to help people would stop playing that damn game. Maybe they'd be motivated to like work a little bit faster. You know what though? Like as much because I, I was I saw that because um I was coming home today and I was like, you know what, I really want to play GTA five, but my save is locked on my PS4. And so I started looking up, like, is, are there plans to bring cross progression to GTA five? And they're like, no, the only time we did cross progression was back in 2015 and that cut off in 2017. So you're screwed. And I was just like, okay. So wow. I read that. I already had it on PC. So I redownloaded it and then I never turned it on cause I played something else all day instead. So <laughs> now. That's all we've got for news this week. But one of our new favorite segments is our trivia. 
Oh, yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about it till about an hour ago. <laughs> Seems like such a trivial thing to forget. The answer is Hillary Clinton. <clears throat> Stephen, you've been out for a little bit. So, this is... Um, the, uh, this is the comeback story I'm, I'm expect. I'm hoping for right here. You've got or you're the weakest link, Jesus. and we get a new host. Oh, hold on! Hey, what? <laughs> Wouldn't that make me the weakest link? <laughs> okay, so right now the current standings on score, Stephen, you have the hard nothing. Oh, you have one, right? One, yeah, one. Sorry, Damn. my bad. You, you my have bad. nothing. Oh, well, you have one. <laughs> my bad. I'm glad y'all remember that because, um, anyway, Richard has three and Michael has three. I was really trying not to GP on points. So, oh, that's right. I, yeah, Wait, we tied Richard it up last one. Did, did you tie with me or did you? I, I did. You, we tied last one week. ahead. You, you okay. tied, no. you guys tied on the Hillary Clinton question and then you both got the Halo question last week wrong. So, oh, okay. Yep. That was it. I don't know why. I thought, I thought he. No, no, no. He okay. no. That's how we tied up. He was ahead, but then he got the Hillary Clinton wrong, and I got it right, and then we both got it wrong last time. That's what I meant. Okay. So. Yeah, that's how we tied. Well, yeah. this week's question brings us to um, a land which only. Please God, don't be Pokemon. No, no, <laughs> I would never. I would never do something as trivial as a Pokemon question. Um, How many nipples did the rendering of 007 have in Goldeneye? <laughs> Three. Anyway, um, now what? The only thing, like with a Pokemon trivia question, is that there's possibilities for like over 800 correct answers because of different Pokemon that I can always True. just throw out there. And the closest thing to that is something, some kind of trivia question about the 800 different Call of Duty games. So, obviously, this week's trivia oh, question is about Call of Duty. <laughs> so. <sighs> Let's let, come on. I'm ready to Ronald lose. Reagan, final answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which one of these Call of Duty titles was the first to launch on the Xbox One and PS4 in 2013? Was it Call of Duty? Oh, my God. Xbox One has been out that long? Yeah, they both came out in 2013. Was it Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, or Call of Duty Ghosts? We'll start with Michael. Ooh. Ghosts. Okay. Richard. I'm saying Ghosts as well. Steven. I want to say it's between Ghost and Advanced Warfare. I'm going to go with Ghost because the Warfare just Advanced seemed like it's a little warfare bit further Warfare was than on a Game Boy Advance. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all three got it correct. Call of Duty yeah! Ghost was the oh, yeah, first Call of Duty game on the Xbox One and PS4. Uh, I am not a Call of Duty player. The only reason I got that is because I, at I the, knew it at the time, the first I worked in retail electronics. <laughs> I Actually, <laughs> I remember it. I, re- I remember the, the casing, the glass case. And, yep. It was also, yeah. theoretically, the last Call of Duty game to... Actually, I take it back. No, it wasn't. It was the... You know what? I'm just going to skip that because I was going to say it was the last one that came out on the 360 and PS3, but they kept porting old Call of Duties to it and making them run like shit. So I think Black Ops 3 was actually the last Call of Duty to launch on those. Advanced Warfare or the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Advanced Warfare is by far the worst Call of Duty. Um, Why Cop in our chat wants to know, do you guys know one of the oldest online MMORPG games called Tibia? Have you ever heard of that before? I'm about to look um, it up to see if I actually know. Tibia. I don't. Not offhand, but you know, um, it sounds familiar, though. Are you mm-hmm. sure he's not making a Fibia? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got like that... It's got like that... It's got like that RuneScape vibe to it. Yeah, I've never played this, but I mean, I've I've seen it, though. Well, it's only got three players online, so it's all but dead. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. They're keeping it alive. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 30. Oh. Wow, it has initial a re- uh, release date of 1997. That's wild. Yikes. Yeah, RuneScape came three years after that. Oh, two years wow. after that. <laughs> they probably want to shut the servers down, but like they don't want to let down those three guys. <laughs> They're like, man, <laughs> check it. Did they log in today? <laughs> <laughs> they just leave their accounts logged in because the minute that they all log out, they're doing server maintenance and shutting the it servers off. Down. It'd be funny if like the three are just bots, <laughs> just like maybe it. they got maybe they got the um the anime inspiration for Overlord from that because that's pretty much how it was. It was like there was only like four dudes that was playing the game anymore and they had all decided that at midnight they were going to log off and that servers were going to get shut down. Um, but one guy decided not to log off and for some reason like he transferred into the game and now he's hmm. trying to establish himself. Wow. And everything. Mm-hmm. So, There's like so 25,000 on there still. That's pretty crazy. Check this out. This this is interesting. So in, in 2005, a Tibia update added a door that required players to reach level 999 before it opens. The level 999 door remained a mystery until August of 2016. So this is like over 10 years after Damn, they added oh it. When a player named Carsec, the first player to reach level 999, entered the room. Carsec, however, chose to keep their discoveries behind the door a secret. Fucking <laughs> 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 legend. And the general public had to wait another 10 months to learn the answer to the mystery of what lay behind the door. In June of 2017, a player named Dev broadcast a live stream via their Twitch account where they entered the door at level 999. They so were like, transported Dev? to a... Tr- Wouldn't that just be a developer? <laughs> it was Dev. <laughs> They were transported uh, to a tropical island with a variety of NPCs that contain no additional content of note. Beautiful. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. He said, uh, or they said that the highest level you can get in the game now is 1700. I mean, of course wow. the first guy kept it to himself. He was like, well, who would believe there's nothing behind here? <laughs> yeah. Unless a dev walked in here and said That's like it. the most, I know you guys got PS5s in the back. You're just hiding them from everybody <laughs> kind of story. <laughs> but you don't um, want anyone else to go back there because you want to keep the legendary gear to yourself. That is oh, beautiful. Thank you for bringing yeah, that to yeah. the chat. We do appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and start wrapping things up with games we are playing this week. Michael, let's start with you. Well, um, I guess it feels weird. I really haven't touched uh, Genshin Impact in like almost a month. Found another level. Really. Just, uh, I just, I've been busy with work and stuff. Uh, it's really just been mobile games, and that's really all I've had the energy to do. So it's... Uh, Raid Shadow Legends, uh, the Marvel version, say, where's, where's the where's drop? which is, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it, um, Strike Force, Marvel Strike Force, um, I think I downloaded something else, I don't even know what it is, oh, I downloaded some other shitty game, because Facebook accepted, well, was like, oh yeah, make you so horny, and like, you can farm for girls in space, and I'm like, that sounds perfect, that's what I need, <laughs> and it was so shitty, I, I deleted it, that's how shitty it was. You didn't farm for girls in space. <laughs> you I put, don't even freaking know, man. You didn't put any time in the um, No Man's Sky this week? No. Well, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I did play No Man's Sky. I love that game so much. Real it's quick, um, can you yeah. give everyone the, the TLDR version of the story about how you got No Man's Sky for everybody for Christmas? Okay, so... It was during one of the, like, ruts of No Man's Sky, and they've had several, I'll give them that, but, I mean, they've made strong comebacks. So, uh, one Christmas, uh, I saw GameStop had a sale on No Man's Sky. And if you've ever shopped at GameStop, you know they're kind of shitty. So, brand new copies were $10. Okay? Used copies were $21. Before tax. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I went around to all three local GameStops and bought 
all the new copies they had at each store. <laughs> and uh, at one store I went to, I forgot which location, but the poor guy, uh, he was awesome. But I was like, I was like, how many copies of No Man's Sky do you have? And he's like, why? Do you want to like stomp on them or something? <laughs> like, I was buying them to destroy them. I'm like, no, I'm buying them for my friends for Christmas. And he's like, do you like your friends? <laughs> and not only that, not only that, I got the two-year replacement warranty for each disc so that if one of them happened to stomp on their disc, because I asked him, I was like, what's it cover? And he goes, you can snap it in half right in front of me, and I'll give you a new copy. I'm like, sold. <laughs> so... <laughs> I bought. I spent a hundred dollars. I bought ten copies of No Man's Sky, brand new, for all my friends. It was beautiful. And then also, I did a little printout of like a like a chap story of like me and the game associate. It was beautiful. <laughs> that yeah, God, and, and were they grateful? Were they grateful, Michael? I love it. Um, I think we've all played together a total of one time since I did oh, that, but nice. it was worth it. It was worth it. I'm totally like I would play with the copy Michael gave me. I still have it if I had a PlayStation device to play it on. Well, so, I mean now it's crossplay with Xbox, so yeah. no excuses. Yeah, no excuses. I redownloaded it. Anyway, Richard, what have you been up to? Playing No Man's Sky. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I put in quite a bit of time. Uh, Geek Baron Industries is back up and running. I've got uh, I got facilities on six different plants pumping out the stuff Plates. I need to make stasis devices. So, yeah, they've nice, got, man. like, um, it's been a while since I've played, but you've got, uh, they used to have harvesters, you know, the in atmospheric harvester and stuff. Well, now they actually have where you can pull, like, you can drill down and get minerals in the planet, or you can pull them out of the atmosphere, and you can connect them with supply lines to silos. You can build these big, you know, and that's what I've been doing because a stasis device can sell on market for like fifteen million. Oh wow! So you build your little factory setup and you pump those out. You know, you're... now you want to be careful because I don't know if you know this, but you can oversaturate your own market. You can crash your market. Well, no, that's you don't just sell at your own place, man. You got to bounce around a little. Yeah. You got. I got an economy scanner on my ship, so I can. You got to nice, look for those good. three yeah. star economies. That yeah. Yeah. I didn't it's, realize it's, that. I was trying to get this like this uh like S class gun one time and like I crashed a market on like uh I don't know, I wanna say it was something that you can't even make anymore, but like some sort of like carbon based, you know reusable or whatever it was, and I just I crashed a market on it. Hmm. What's funny is like, you know, Steven just picked it back up and my nephew just started playing it and I found that like I guess it's where I've been playing it since the beginning. Yeah, I feel like I know more than I could ever tell somebody. It's like almost impossible to tell somebody what they should be doing. His literal advice like, to me was, "I don't know what to tell you at this point." <laughs> don't. What do they say about like human technology? We're so far ahead, we'd never be able to learn. Like what? I feel like No Man's Sky is that exact same way. I feel like I know too much to be able to find out how to even begin. Oh lord! Man. Oh, man, it's hard it's so to go back fun. to your roots. I'm thinking, um, like after I get this save caught up to where, where I was on the PS4, I, I might start a, uh, like a, um, what is it? The extreme run, like where you can insta death. Yeah. Oof. See how that goes. Keep my old ship, like keep your original ship, and just see how far I can go. Or you could build like really cool race tracks on kick-ass planets. You can. They got that stuff now. Yeah. Or a mech. That's true. I haven't built a mech yet. I saw that though. Yeah. That was the Minotaur or the Goliath. The I can't Minotaur, think of name. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that on my my main planet, Planet well, Next Gen Newsweek. I found out. I <laughs> it's found an actual out planet. This, um, so if you go to the Nexus, uh, they had they released it as part of one of their updates, I guess, where uh, you can build it on your freighter and you can summon whatever you have to the oh. planet. As with short-range teleporters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, at the Nexus, there's multiplayer missions now. Yeah. 
I don't know how long they've been there. I just noticed them. So they have. They, they've been on there for a while. I guess have since they? the new Nexus, yeah. But because um, that's a really good way to get Quicksilver. Well, it's the only way. The only. Oh, way. The, okay. It's the only way. Okay. No, <laughs> not unless you're Wanda. Then you can get Quicksilver in your little bubble. You mean inside your panties? You know, of course we won't we won't know about that till tomorrow. <laughs> but I almost had like, what if we watch tomorrow's episode and they just act like that didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would imply that I watch any of it. So, I mean, ah, well, mm. uh, Richard, are you also playing Little Nightmares too? I am. Yeah, I am. It's a it's a disturbing game. Uh, earlier. Earlier today, I was killing small children in the school. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's there. <laughs> and Orochimaru's um, older sister is in there, stretching her neck all types of ways. Oh man! Yes, that's there's some creepy vibes. <laughs> Definite creepy. Vibes. I need to finish the first one so I can start the second one. It's on Game Pass. Get it. Oh, I got it on disc. Who cares? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I bought it on this for eleven dollars. Did uh, Steven, Did you ever play the DLC? I might have already asked you that for the um, first one. No, no, okay. no. That, that's I've an seen, I've I've seen it, but yeah. Oh, so you know what the? Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen, what have you been playing this week? No Man's Sky. Um, Look at us all, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not uh, playing it together. So. Yeah, not yet, anyway. <laughs> we can't run I, after. I I still think that we should make that something. Um, maybe not necessarily on the next year Newsweek um, page, but or channel. Uh, but yeah, I've only made it about seven and a half hours in, and about six and a half of those hours are from just this week alone, past couple of days. Um, but I have that tendency in games like that to where I pick up and drop off and pick up. If I haven't really made it too far, I'll just go ahead and start a brand new file. I'll have my bits and pieces of the basic stuff that I needed to learn there. Yeah. So it'll be easier to, to take off because that was right. my problem. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp how to do certain things. Just at that time, I had a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. But now that I have it, it should be an easier takeoff, and I, that just clears the palette for things that I need to learn. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to take off on that. And um, I'm probably going to grind on some Call of Duty, uh, too. I want to get my battle pass completed. Nice. You got uh, you got 13 days on that, because I, I bought the battle pass like four days ago, and I was like, why did I do that? I've only got 17 days to get the whole battle pass. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, yeah. I've only been playing a little bit longer. I've only been playing for 179 hours on No Man's Sky. So. Yeah, just a, just I, a little. I don't bit. even know what just, I have just on my PS4. Bit. I know one of the one of my saves was over 200. I do know. Oof. I'll get there. That ain't <laughs> nothing. Anyone want to take a guess at how many hours I put into Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch? No. Nine 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 nine. No, I don't see how. Not that much. Six hundred twelve. Hours. Oh, I was gonna guess four hundred. Okay. Wow. I believe it. And that's just on my switch. That's not including David or Alex Hubes or whoever else's switch we've played Smash on. That's just on my switch. Nuts. That's so wild you that like, you enjoy it that much. Yep. Most There's so much content you could have had out there. What'd you say, Michael? <laughs> I said most men our age enjoy smashing. Yeah. <laughs> Sure do. Um, I'll tell you something really interesting I've been playing, and if you follow me on Twitch, you would have seen me playing it a lot today. Um, I've been playing Majora's Mask 3D, but it's been up to 4K, and I'm playing it on PC, and it looks beautiful. Awesome. Like, it's, um, it's run, it is an emulated version. Don't worry, I own it in the respect that I'm supposed to, but it is an emulated version of the game. Um, but yeah, there was a guy, he popped him on my, have ray tracing. It can. (laughs) So, um, this guy popped up on my YouTube feed. He was like, I got Majora's mask running with a new texture pack where I, I redid over like 400 textures in the game and you can download it for free. (laughs) So it's just like, that's awesome. What? Sign me up. (laughs) So 
uh, yeah, got it, got it installed. It looks phenomenal. Like, I mean, like I said, it's a 3DS version. Pretty much, they just took off the outlines for all the characters because uh, most 3DS games have really thick outlines on the characters, so you can tell them apart from the background. And then, yeah, just upscaled to 4K, and it looks phenomenal. And so I have a a qualm with that game where, like, I try to. Um, I mean, I, everyone here has played Majora's Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Michael, have you played Majora's Mask? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, just sure. um, I've played it. Well, you don't have to have beaten it or anything, but like, um, I tried to do everything for one area in the three day time span. So, like, not just the dungeon, but all the lead up to it. And before we started recording, about like an hour before, I was in the, the snowhead, which is like the icy area. Uh, where you play as the Goron and everything, and I got into the final bo- final boss fight for that area with that final countdown of the moon getting ready to crash on Termina, and I delivered the final blow with like two minutes left before the world ended, like, and I had enough time to get through the cutscene, fly all the way back, dump all my money off, and then save. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was so proud of myself. I was like this, because I, I was so close to this ruining the whole thing, and I was so like upset, thinking, "Man, I'm not gonna be able to get this dungeon done. I'm gonna have to start over. So what's the point?" And I was able to make it, and I was very happy. So nice. Other than that, and playing some zombies on, on Cold War, that's pretty much where all my time has been this past week. But anyway, let's um, nice. let's go ahead and get on out of here so we can go to bed and get ready for our days tomorrow or whatever we've got to do. So Steven, let's start with you and your social media plugs you got this week. Um, I am going to be on Twitch actually in about 35 to 40 minutes. Um, I think I'm going to just for the sake of um, rehashing and going back through the storyline, I'm going back through uh, Little Nightmares 1. Um, just to get a refresher. Now, for those who haven't watched any gameplay on it or haven't played it themselves, there's no dialogue. So everything's kind of left uh, for you to imagine unless you, you go to forums and websites and like that and you can look at other people's theories. But it's just, I'm just amazed with it. I was amazed with um, Limbo, with uh, Inside, and with the Little Nightmares because they leave you nothing, no dialogue. It's just you have what you see. There's nothing to really look into. Um, and it really leaves everything to the imagination. Um, but I'm planning on going through that. Um, I'm working on some music on SoundCloud as well. Uh, you can find me on there as Breaker Beats 2020. Um, so yeah, come check me out. Going around the Hollywood squares. So let's go to Richard. Steven, do you ever play Eco? The dolphin? Yes. No. no okay. Not, not the dolphin. Um, no, that's. It's the first of that series that you've got Eco, and then you got Shadow of the Colossus, and then you've got uh, the Last Guardian. I played Shadow of the Colossus, but I have not played Eco. You should uh, check that out. It's okay. it's really reminiscent of um, not it's not like scary like Little Nightmares or Limbo, but that same style of gameplay where there's no dialogue. Or there mm-hmm. is dialogue, but it's in a foreign fantasy language, so you have no idea. It's not translated. But it's uh, it's a kid trying to get this princess out of this castle with this witch. But it's, I don't know, it, it really had like this look of like an impressionist painting, and you should just check it out. Yeah. Um, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> are we talking about games? Or are we talk- oh, so, 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 uh, social studies. Oh, man. All right, so... Uh, my Bloodborne video has had got more views than any of my other videos in like 48 hours. And I got a few new subscribers, so that was awesome. Thank you for that. Um, if you haven't watched it already, check it out. You know, Bloodborne came out for the PS4. It was one of the most iconic games, if not the iconic game of the system. And it is a hell of a nice board game. So check that video out if you haven't already. Next week, um, I was going to stagger them, but... I don't know. The other day I come up with this idea that it wouldn't be good to stagger them. So both back to the future videos will be hitting um, 
probably this weekend, which I did reviews of the one made by um, Funko Games, the people that make the pops. And then I did one of um, uh, Ravensburger. I think they did the other Back to the Future games. And what I found was is that both of them are extremely difficult, uh, a lot more difficult than I would have given them credit for. Um, but they're they're both okay. unique in their own special way, so you can check out both of those. And I tried to pit them against each other to to see which one was better. And I don't know if I have an answer yet. We'll we'll find out on the videos. But that's my uh, my Back to the Future on uh, in February. Those are the two videos. So check those out. I'm at Board Game Breakdown at YouTube and Instagram and right. Facebook and Facebook Facebook too. Love that. All right, Michael, what you bookie. got? Um, you can find me at all my normal social medias on OkCupid, okay uh, Christian Mingle, uh, Tinder, Grinder. <laughs> God, I'm just trying to get something. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, uh, not, I still haven't had a chance to update my website, but uh, you can find me at stalledaction.com, and that should start linking you to uh, all my other socials. Um, I think uh, New Egg is is going to be running a um, uh, like a Valentine's Day special. Um, so uh, check out New Egg if you want any other little lovely deals. Oh. Um, nice. And of course, uh, after Valentine's Day, um, everything's marked off if it you know it has a heart on it. So look, you know, look for that stuff too. Nice. Um, I want to take this quick moment before I plug my social medias. 93% of you who watch Next Gen Newsweek are not subscribed to the channel. So what are you doing? Go subscribe to our channel, <laughs> you heathens. Now i got to be put my glasses back on so I can see again. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you were blurry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash meachflow and also on Twitter at meachflow. Um, all of our main social links are in the description of this video. And again, in a more humble way, subscribe to next year newsweek on it's on youtube so you can stay up to date about when we're going live uh, spontaneously like tonight and not spontaneously not fridays at 9 a.m like we were that's for a how we weeks. keep the relationship alive for yeah. you the yeah. viewer so um we'll be back next week i don't know if we're going to be live or not we may be live we'll see um or at least not dead yeah <laughs> like like steven two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Michael, take us home. Um, so you've probably uh, heard about it on various other uh, uh, YouTube channels and uh, gamer streams. It's uh, probably one of the most popular, down most downloaded uh, games available. Um, this week's podcast is brought to you by Paid Radio Lessons. Uh, come to an app store near you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good Pick week. your pony, pick your rider. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all later. Bye.